0: Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Vaughn, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll
1: find this next hour of blessing. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station TV, channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church Located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Kalihi for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Longbaum on August 4, 1923, and pass on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans, Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We do hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and conflants and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Every year, a day is set aside to honor the many men and women of the armed forces who fought and died to protect and defend this great country we lived in. But the greatest defender of this world, TV viewers, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, the Alpha and Omega, the soon-coming bridegroom, Listen as our church choir, under the leadership of Emilia Hahn, sing for you this uplifting song entitled, Each Step of the Way. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ. As shoeborn born again believers, we try to read God's Word daily and live by those words. We instill it in our hearts and teach them to our children and loved ones that they too may experience the peace and joy that comes only from knowing Christ Jesus. The men and women of our church band, under my direction, will play for you this moving tune entitled, I Need Thee Every Hour. When our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary, He took on the sins of the whole world and became the sacrificial lamb, that we may receive salvation full and free. Are you ready, viewers, to receive the salvation that Jesus suffered for? Seek Him now when you are able to. Don't wait. The Lord calls us once, twice, thrice, then He calls us no more. Our soloist this morning, Sherlinda Bing, we'll sing this beautiful song entitled Heavenly Father. Accompanying her will be Associate Pastor Marvin Abeng on the bass, Associate Pastor Trustee evans Broad Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, Iris Locke on the drums, and yours truly on the piano.
2: Heavenly Father,
1: Jesus first in your life means you are choosing to take the straight and narrow road that leads you on a path of righteousness. It may not be easy, and we may stumble along the way, but the end results are yea and amen. All you need is trusting faith. Our church choir once again will sing an inspirational song entitled, In His Time, featuring a duet by husband and wife, Associate Pastor Marvin and Sherlina Bing. Please join in singing as the words appear on your television screen. As a special selection, we have three siblings of our church band, Deanna, Dion, and Dean Carillo Jr., combining their talents on their ukuleles in this delightful song entitled, I Shall Not Be Moved. How wonderful it is TV viewers that we are able to offer our talents to the Lord, whatever it may be, and share God's word with those around us. While living by example, we allow Jesus' light to shine through us so that others may see Him in us. Blessed this morning with the blended voices of our husband and wife DeWitt, Associate Pastor Timothy A. and Emilia Hahn, Sr., as they sing an all-time favorite song entitled, By His Stripes We Are Healed. It is comforting to know, viewers, that Jesus shed His blood to set us free. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this uplifting and wonderful song to a faithful couple in the Lord. They are Mr. and Mrs. Alvin and Cindy Makimoro of Maui, your unending labor of love for the Lord will not go unrewarded. May Jesus continue to pour out bountiful blessings upon you and your family, pressed down and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday.
0: Praise the Lord by His stripes we are healed. By, by His stripes we are healed. By, by His stripes we are healed. All His is guiltless and all our sins buried. By His stripes we are healed. He. Turn not from sin, let the Saviour in all the heart and contrition yield. Bye.
3: Hello and good morning, everyone. I'm associate pastor Melvin Honda. And at this time, I would like to take a moment to repeat our television time stations and location in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan or visit to, uh, plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV channel 13, San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO channel, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ TV Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at jesuscomingsoon.org. And now, concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m., and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m., except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Kamiki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches, as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Palogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Thank you. At this time, I return you to hit Pastor Billy Hunt Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy?
1: Thank you, Melvin. Today, telecast viewers, I have an urgent plea for you. I simply want to say it's time to come out of the world. This is no time to be compromising with sin. These are such perilous times in which we live, with violence and aggression in our own so-called own backyards and such sordid events occurring as drive-by shootings in residential areas, public parks resulting in deaths and injuries, as well as fatal and horrendous touristic bombings. Our only recourse is to depend on Jesus to make all crooked paths straight and to protect us with His precious blood and name. Thus, I invite you to partake of today's TV sermon entitled, lay hold on eternal life. Today, we pay tribute to those who have served in our nation's armed forces. Veterans Day honors all the men and women who voluntarily went into harm's way, risking their lives to preserve what is most precious to American citizens everywhere, the freedoms of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. By congressional resolution in 1926, America followed the path of England and France and officially designated November 11th Armistice Day as a national holiday, in 1954, President Eisenhower signed a proclamation declaring November 11th as Veterans Day, in honor of the men and women who served in America in all of its wars. Veterans of World War I, World War II, the Korean War, and Vietnam War, and the Persian Gulf War, Operation Enduring Freedom in Afghanistan, and Operation Iraqi Freedom are being honored today. Memorial sites in our nation's capital stand as a reminder in memory of those war dead and survivors who defended America in battlefields abroad and in the homeland. These brave Americans are remembered throughout national ceremonies across the country with American flags, crosses, and floral lays and arrangements as decorations of the grave markers. The history of Veterans Day has special significance. In 1921, an unknown World War I veteran was buried in the nation's highest place of honor, Arlington National Cemetery this site on a hillside overlooking the Potomac River and the city of Washington has become the focal point of reverence for all armed forces veterans. Similar ceremonies are also held in England and France to honor their war dead. These memorial ceremonies took place on November the 11th which celebrated the ending of World War 1 on November the 11th, 1918 at 11 a.m. Yes, it was the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month that the war to end all wars came to an end. However, World War II broke out in 1939 and 16 and 1 half million Americans took part in World War II. 407,000 of them died in service and more than 292,000 died in the fields of battle. The United States assault on the beaches of Normandy remained fresh in the mind of my dad, the late chief pastor Lynn Mahan Sr., a veteran of that war. He recalled and was quoted as saying the cold sea air, the boisterous ocean, the intense enemy gun and mortar fire. Explosions and soldiers falling to the left and right of me will never leave my memory. He described the scene as heart-wrenching. The rifle platoon he was assigned to fought the enemy from the beachhead at Normandy, hedgerow by hedgerow, claiming ground all the way to St. Lo, France, until he was critically wounded in a July 4, 1944 offensive and hospitalized for several months. He thanked the Lord Jesus Christ for being merciful to him so that he could live to tell his story. Of special note, he found comfort in the words of Psalm 91 given to him by his former pastor, Gus Nihoa Molokai. While in the toughest of battles, he crouched in a foxhole to shelter him from the intense and indiscriminate enemy fire. He personally committed himself to the Lord Jesus and made a vow to him saying, Lord, if you get me out of this place alive, I will serve you the rest of my life. Hearing his prayer, the Lord Jesus Christ delivered him that day, and he's lived up to his commitment by serving the Lord Jesus Christ to the best of his ability for 54 years. He was called home to be with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on September 26, 2006. We read a part of Psalm 91, verse 1, 2, and 7, which gave my dad the courage to call upon the Lord Jesus Christ in the heat of battle. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto thee. The world leaders desire World War I to end all wars and future conflicts. Global conflicts are ongoing today as America engages in the war against terrorism. Wars, rumors of wars, and global conflicts continue in Afghanistan, Iraq, even as we speak, and will do so until Jesus Christ brings peace when He comes in clouds of glory. We are living in the last days, and it behooves every soul to come to the knowledge that Jesus is coming soon. Yes, television viewers, today is a day of salvation, and accepting the Lord Jesus Christ in full repentance for your soul must be priority number one in our lives. Matthew 24, verses 6-8 offers this, and he shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that he be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Jesus forewarns us that terrible things will come upon the face of the land before the rapture takes place, And as terrible as they may be, it is just the beginning of sorrows. The servicemen who courageously raised the American flag at Iwo Jima captured in the world, renowned work of sculptured art, continues to inspire patriotism. The New York City firemen who boldly raised the American flag in the rubble of the World Trade Center and Pentagon will be embedded in our hearts, minds, and history books as being committed to restoring the American way of life. Likewise, we are all called upon as Christian believers to lift the bloodstained banner of righteousness in the face of unbelief. As noted in Psalm chapter 20, verse 5, we will rejoice in thy salvation. In the name of, of our God, we will set up our banners. An unprecedented commitment to God, country, and family is required in these troublesome times. To our God and Savior, as he is the creator of all things, to our nation, the United States of America, because America needs prayer and must return to God. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and to our family, because there is no time left. And Jesus is coming soon to gather his Jews from this lost and dying world. America has suffered greatly after having experienced terrorist attacks on his own homeland. Americans, along with other nations, have unified themselves to combat a common enemy, Terrorism. The war on terrorism is a war that is very different as compared to the wars of the past. The rules of engagement have changed. The enemy is faceless and often elusive. The enemy is not to be found in one country, but in many. Their intent is not to destroy or hinder the economy and lifestyles, but to indiscriminately take the lives of innocent people. These acts of terrorism have not justified the cause of the terrorists, although it may have satisfied their hatred for mankind. We are not battling for islands or beaches of cells, but rather it is a war of different nature. Global efforts will be focused to protect all the peoples of the world from terrorism and to rid the world of terrorists. Indeed, it is a very different type of battle, and it is a sign of the end times and last days in which we live. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only answer to the world's problems. We cannot change what has already taken place, nor can we change what God has already laid out for the world. However, we can lay hold on eternal life and seek those things which are to come. Jesus was destined to die for the sins of mankind. And he accepted his destiny, knowing that his time was at hand. He prayed for his disciples and showed them how to pray and have faith, knowing that they would carry on his ministry after his death. Noah was instructed to build an ark of gopher wood with specific dimensions. A deluge covered the face of the earth, killing everything that was external of the ark. After the flood waters receded from the entire earth, only eight souls remained, and no one could have deterred the consuming deluge. God told Noah to assemble his family and himself in the ark because God's plan was about to take its course. Likewise, in these closing days of time, we should not fret, neither be in despair, but look up, for redemption is drawing nigh. The Old Testament book of 2 Chronicles 7, 14 states, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Deliverance from the wrath to come is always just a name and prayer away. God has set the world on its course, thus we, are, thus, as, thus we as the saved are protected through the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. While in Egypt, Israel was delivered from the plagues that left Egypt destitute. When Joshua engaged the city of Jericho, the prayers and the sound of the trumpets caused those fortified walls to crumble. Remember in time of battle, if God be for you, who then can be against you? In 2 Peter 3, 9, calls attention to the importance of spiritual repentance. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, us not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The God who unwillingly subjected man to death because of disobedience is the same God who invites us to accept the gospel of the kingdom of God. We preach today the same gospel that was validated by the blood of Jesus. The shedding of His blood and the power of His resurrection proves the reliability of the gospel and its promises. The gospel, the good news, is simple, acceptable, and its interpretation can only be understood with the inspiration of God's Holy Spirit. Paul explains it to us in Colossians two, twelve to 13 "...buried with Him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with Him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised Him from the dead." and you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. As Paul addressed the church, he explained the concept of their salvation, which they had recently experienced. First he said, God has concluded that all are under sin, and that through faith in his name, Jesus, they have been saved. The question this morning is, Have you been born again and buried with Jesus by taking on His name in water baptism? If not, take it to John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man, of be, a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember the words of Paul, Buried with Him in baptism. And to be born of the Spirit is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, evidenced by speaking in an unknown tongue or language. This scripture is very clear, easy to understand, and it provides the jesus giving answers to be saved from sin. Nicodemus, being urged by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, approached Jesus by night and addressed him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Water baptism identifies the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is performed by being fully immersed in water, not by sprinkling only. Please recall television viewers how Jesus went into the waters of the River Jordan and was baptized by his cousin John the Baptist. Reading in Matthew 3, 15 to 16, And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and, lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And, lo, a voice from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. In the Old Testament, the rites of worship symbolized the future things to come, and spoke of Jesus as a high priest, offering himself as a sacrifice for sin. In the New Testament, baptism by immersion in water performed by Jesus became a new agreement between God and man. It is a recognized relationship which Jesus achieved through faith, and it is an exercise of our faith which is required during this dispensation of grace. The scriptural confirmation is found in 1 Peter 3.21. The like figure went to even baptism doth also now also save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God, as it was then. Water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ today remains the essential action required for the salvation of of one's soul. In Acts 2.38, the Apostle Peter used the scriptural key on the day of Pentecost to unlock the door to salvation. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Salvation is first repentance, which means godly, sorrowful sin, deep remorse and the fear of God, Salvation is next, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ applies His blood to wash away and remove your sins as far as the east is from the west. The Greek word translated remission means to send off or away to separate the sin from the sinner. Salvation is also a promise that ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The plan of salvation given by the Lord Jesus Christ is the only gift known that can remit the sins of mankind. The forgiveness Jesus exercises cannot be duplicated and is guaranteed and paid for by He Himself. It is essentially free and all He requires us to do is to go and sin no more. Reading Acts verse 12, we find the full application found in the name of Jesus as a proven formula for salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Why is the name of Jesus so important to the gospel of the kingdom of God and this ministry? Well, let me explain using this analogy. A person or family is identified by a name. A company or organization is identified by a name. If a company's name bears a special recognition and has the ability to attract and arouse the senses, the name is copyrighted, thus preventing anyone else from using that name. A name is a person's personal identity. A type of name reflects a person's character. And some names carry tremendous authority, demanding respect and special attention. Thus it is with the importance of the name of Jesus. It is is the only in the name of Jesus that we can be saved. There is none else. Calling upon the name of Jesus Christ in water baptism is the key to salvation. Remember what Peter said in Acts chapter 10, 47? Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And Peter proceeded to baptize them in the name of Jesus. Many today in the Christian realm are not able to give you the keys, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and the Word of God. The purpose for the Scriptures is to make you wise regarding salvation. Accordingly, as in previous telecasts, we have preached to you the gospel of the kingdom of God in its fullness. Therefore, television viewers, if you love the Lord Jesus Christ and seek to have a close relationship with Him, then we encourage you to keep His commandments. For His commandments are not grievous. Have you ever heard of the veterans of the cross? These are the seasoned saints whose love and allegiance to the Lord Jesus is above all else. Many are unrecognized because this world is looking for heroes or veterans of earthly acclaim and not those who appreciate the righteousness of living and putting Jesus first in their lives. They have indeed laid hold on the essence of life, which is eternal life. These saints can be found on every battlefront. They enlist themselves in prayer and fasting without measure. You find them laboring in the trenches and out and about the house of God working diligently to gain a crown of glory. They are concerned about spreading the gospel of the kingdom of God to the four corners of the earth, and therefore labor unselfishly and intensely for the sake of the gospel. They boldly rise on every occasion where their skills and talents are required, denying themselves of the pleasures and leisures of this present world. They have withstood the persecution and intimidation of the world because they have been perfectly transformed by the Holy Spirit and by the word of God. Many have died in the faith, embracing the promises and in hope of the church, which is the soon coming of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Who are these veterans of the cross? These are the saints of God who make up the body of Christ upon the earth. They have been water washed, blood washed, spirit filled, and conscientiously live a life approved of God. They too are patriotic and by all means much more. Their patriotism is not only to America, but more dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ, who will bless and keep America in the hollow of his hands. They are sincere to their new life in Christ, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And they rejoice, and they rejoice having been set free from sin and death. Yes, Jesus Christ is the captain of our salvation, and He is leading the church by His Holy Spirit. As our commander-in-chief, we hold the Lord Jesus Christ in high esteem, knowing that He will stand with us until the battle's end. Believers today face many kinds of spiritual conflicts, and likewise must be prepared to engage in these conflicts. The terms of engagement, weaponry, and first-hand knowledge of the enemy is very important before entering into battle. We must identify the enemy, the battlefield, and the elements of war to be successful in the conflicts of this modern age. For the biblical answer on the enemy, let us read Ephesians 6, 10-12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole arm of God that He may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verses 13 to 16 provide warfare instructions on a battle address. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that it may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked." Lastly, verse 17 and 18, establish our weapons for war that must be taken into battle, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication of the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. In spiritual warfare, the rules of engagement differ from those of the armed forces. You notice that the enemies are the forces of evil, which for the time being declared themselves to be powerful in this present world. Today's battlefields are global and evil is everywhere trying to overcome the Lord Jesus Christ and his saints. However, we find strength knowing this, Acts explained in 1 John 4:4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Evil those know their time is short. And regardless of the numbers of mass in their armies, they can never win in the battle against the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not afraid as members in the Lord's army, for the battle is the Lord's and he will deliver the evildoers into our hands. Jesus said, Stand still and see the glory of the Lord. We will be able to recognize the enemy. What will he look like? And what kind of army will he have? The enemy has chosen to use weaponry that are most successful for him. Being the father of all lies, he will use lies to deceive governments and nations. Whatever they desire, he promises to give it to them. Unfortunately, it will be another lie. He will perform signs and wonders that are not of the Lord, whereby deceiving many. In order to amass a great number of people, the devil would tempt them. As he did in the very beginning, using the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh, where a battle existed between the flesh and the spirit, he will cause them to be in compromise, despising righteousness and thereby relinquishing the fear of the Lord. He will use peoples, nations, and governments to carry out his bidding and create societies and lifestyles that put themselves in contempt with the God of all flesh. He will create an environment acceptable man, but in reality, it will be done to deceive mankind into believing there is no need to acknowledge God and His righteousness. Unfortunately, some of the saved will be caught in the snare of the enemy. And in fact, in the last days, sin shall increase and the love of many shall wax cold. Today, the enemy is preparing for a battle that he thinks he can win. Unfortunately, that too is another lie and presumptuous. In the end, all those that remain unrepented will be forever lost and eternally tormented in the lake of fire. There is only one solution for the believer. Let us read in 2 Timothy 2, 3 to 4. Thou therefore endure hardness as this good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that worth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. Any soldier who would go to battle with no discipline and no training might find himself, listed as a fatality of war. Spiritual warfare is no different. Training and discipline are indis- indispensable to every Christian. The time has come to prepare for the spiritual warfare with spiritual discipline. We are given charge to continue the work of the Lord no matter what hardships one must endure. Like into a seasoned soldier or professional athlete, we must keep our eyes on the goal and be single-minded in the pursuit of that goal. Yes, we have been saved by God's grace, but we must still face a world fiercely engrossed in unbelief. Let us stand together, shoulder to shoulder, united in the Holy Spirit, and fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, our church, and view our Kingdom of God crusade, telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His Saints. We conclude our Veterans Day telecast by calling upon our church band to play a very inspiring and invigorating number entitled, All I Need.